so you're going to a concert tonight. I'm going to a concert tonight. I'm going with H and J, great, yeah. um, you know, friends in life, friends of the pod. And Heather kind of told me that this was a concert we'd be able to go and, and talk at, which I thought was great <laughs> because I, you know, it's nice. You sit there, yes. it's a, you're on the thing. And I, I kind of joked and I said, oh, I can talk at this one. <laughs> and we were laughing because, <laughs> and they listened to this, so we, we can laugh about this now. But I went to a concert with them, I don't know, maybe two years ago. <laughs> and they won't let this go that <laughs> I went to, they invited me to the concert and I talked all the way through the concert with Zoe. And I was like really high. And you know how I get when I high, oh, I'm like yeah. super talkative. <laughs> like I'll start talking. You want to talk about makeup? I'll talk all day about makeup. So we were standing behind Heather and Jason during this concert. And Zoe and I were just talking the entire time. And I didn't realize what I was doing because I was just like having a great conversation with Zoe. We we're talking about fashion, styling, makeup. And we're at this like people really watching cool reggae concert <laughs> where people are. <laughs> so. Um, but Heather and Jason didn't tell me that they were upset. Oh. So I had to find out later that they were upset about me talking throughout this concert. And obviously, like, I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed. And then I started getting resentful. Like, why didn't you tell me yeah. about this? And so I was like, how dare you should have turned around and told me because I'm someone like, you know me. I hate making a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have been I would have been very apologetic. But so now I don't. I think this is the first concert they've invited to me in two years. <laughs> they've, they've recovered. And it's a talking concert. They can, so re- they can regroup. and <laughs> We're going to give her another chance. Let's well, see how she does. It's annoying. Well, okay. Not on your part. But like, no, it's good that there are different venues for different conversation levels. Like, you know, when I visited New York last, I was like, okay, I found a place we can get dinner where the music isn't too loud and we can actually hear each other. Like... You know, mm-hmm. because when you meet up with people at the end of the week, like you want to, you know, you want to chit chat, just want to chit chat. So like last weekend, I went to a comedy show alone and like I was really excited because there was a everyone on the lineup I wanted to see. It was Andrew Santino, Fahim Anwar, Lisa Ooh. Traeger and Melissa Villasenor. And I was super excited and I go, it was kind of a weird situation. The venue it was called Jam in the Van, but. It was it was just like tons of people piled in folding chairs with like really like shitty alcohol. And the the girl next to me was mm. talking the entire time. Like anything the comedian talked about was her talking point. You know? <laughs> it would be like, Oh yeah, this one time in Palm Springs, she was like, Oh my god, in Palm Springs last year. And the oh. whole time. The whole time. Wait, so people were talking during a comedy show? Yes. She was talking okay, the whole time. Okay, that's offensive. Not not acceptable. Yeah, and I was kind of like, not only are you talking the whole time during a comedy show, but your friend can't even get a fucking word in. You're just like, <laughs> you're moving your we're mouth so We're not even so hearing much. a good We're not even hearing the other person in the conversation. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm like, you're not the so, comedian. Shut up. Like, and, and, and why are you here? Like, yeah that's first off they should have been kicked out but like i mean i am an aggressive shusher i will shush you and i will shush people and i i don't want to be that person but i've been that way since i was very young and i don't think I don't that like be, quality in you yeah like stops but i i wish someone had shushed me that night at that jamaican reggae outdoor concert the thing is she was literally five millimeters next to me and so like I, I was there alone and i didn't want to be the you know millennial alone the karen the karen who's just like shh and then the girl behind me was me in line was like who wait who are these people and i'm like why 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 are you here why are you here um, well gilly talking anyway. about um poor social <laughs> etiquette um should we get into che miranda's threesome with lyle um yes i have so many thoughts um how okay about you, so do you want to do a quick recap and kind of trail into that um <sighs> little scene right. of the story is our you know well towards first the end? off everyone welcome to the mirandas we have and just like that season two episode four on the docket today that mm-hmm. we're going to break down and I don't know about you guys, but this was challenging to watch. It, it had some old tidbits of old Sex and yes. City that I really liked that made me laugh. 
and we're getting this cringy Che Miranda plot line. It's continuing. The act, the it's, car accident is still on the freeway. It's getting worse. My so my three. Okay, actually, give you a recap. Sorry, don't mean to interrupt. Okay, don't do, <laughs> don't shush. <laughs> okay, shush. Okay, so um, Carrie in this episode runs into her old. Vogue editor Enid Frick and her and Enid kind of get into this tit for tat that old weird mm-hmm. dynamic of theirs a little transactional a little awkward Candace Bergen Enid, Candace Bergen great actress who wants Carrie to come to this um, new lifestyle magazine for older women this like big event Carrie wants her to write a maybe blurb on her blog to kind of promote Carrie's new book so they both kind of want something out of each other and that comes with kind of like interesting results um, with again Carrie at the end kind of fucking up and uh, giving Enid Frick a lot of money. Charlotte in this episode is dealing with ghost come. Okay, retrograde ejaculation in which Harry ejaculated and did not come on her breasts. I feel like this I've never heard of this. Out. Yeah. I have and I've never <laughs> seen it talked about on TV. So this yeah. is they are pioneers in the retrograde ejaculation world. Yeah. And so throughout this episode, Charlotte um also is dealing with, you know, Harry's lack of cum and kind of teaching him like you know pelvic floor therapy exercises that was funny (laughs) lack of cum and but she's also introduced to potentially getting back into the art world Mm, when she is at LTW's 20th anniversary dinner with her husband and um what is that name Victor Garb is that his name that actor he was on Alias yeah I'm not sure he always plays someone kind of like pretentious and fancy Mm -hmm. so Charlotte kind of this is leading Charlotte maybe back into the workforce this plot yes this plot point and Miranda is back in New York living in their Brooklyn home with Steve looking fine. Steve is looking yeah, good. Yeah, Steve looks good. All right. They turned up the heat on Steve and they're in therapy, family therapy. They're trying to figure out their family dynamic. And Che is now in New York. Lyle drove her in a truck 3,000 miles across the country. We can talk about that later. So again, we've got Che and Miranda. They're in the same city. They're going to now explore their relationship being in the same city. And LTW, I mean, I don't know. She had a 20th anniversary party and it just didn't go well. Yeah, it was, put, it right? was, again, it was just like, I don't, like, I don't have enough backstory on these new characters to care I, about yeah. the current story about these new characters. So I'm just like, all right. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to make a, like a spinoff with LTW and her husband and the family because Maybe. there's a lot of content there. And yeah. I, that's a show, I might watch it. Yeah. Nicole Ari Parker, I love her. I, I think, so I think pretty. Herb, her husband, like, yeah, she's beautiful on screen and she's really like engaging and the family dynamics is kind of interesting with like art and money and yeah like, yeah so that's kind of a separate show yeah so we'll just maybe give the respect that like hey if you want to do a spinoff we might watch it um but other than that i i guess like i guess i just like focusing on the the uh, the ogs yeah why don't you um recap the threesome scene all right I, th- I think that's the best one to get into multiple people texted me about their feelings about this scene Boy. and so to give some quick backstory mm-hmm Lyle is, for those not watching, Lyle is Che's ex-husband, mm-hmm. but currently maybe their actual legal husband. They're not legally separated yet. Mm-hmm. So Lyle is in Che's life. They are good friends. They're very connected with each other. Lyle used to be decided Che's hairdresser yeah. at one point in Beverly Hills. <laughs> well, that's funny. Dakota was like, that's why Che has that haircut? <laughs> Lyle give that to Che? Um, so, I mean, it, it's fine. Sarah Ramirez is like so beautiful and I think like the haircut's fine but uh Lyle drove Che again 3,000 miles in that dinky truck who I know, would do that who, I know who, who, could you, you turn around sit and on go your back. Ass yeah not not happening and to set up Che's new apartment they are setting up um Ikea furniture so brand shout out yes oh I guess God. Ikea how did I not even put that on my product placement list? I mean there were a it lot was a, this episode it was a pretty fascinating product placement because they were basically saying like this furniture sucks oh based on God, the user. Like the the first time they put together the sofa, um, they break it and Carry they sit on it. Lyle's I don't know. Is that like break it? Yeah, yeah. Is that like a good advertisement for IKEA products? Like I don't. Or is think it just so, saying like, no. hey, it's good, except for human human like, error. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
it kind of feels like a little bit in the Peloton vein, like not great marketing. Yeah, exactly. For, for exactly. your shit. I don't know. Um, but maybe they're like exposure's enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's enough to see that blue bag. Yeah, okay? exactly. Like the, the, the oh goddamn God. blue bag. So they're in Che's new apartment. They're drinking. They're having kind of this like fun time. Carrie's there. Carrie ends up leaving. And Che and Miranda go into Che's bedroom. And Lyle is passed out on the bed. And Miranda's not sure what to do. Che's like, classic Lyle. He just had too much to drink. My old crazy ex-husband. And Che and Miranda decide that they all three should sleep and share the bed together. First red flag. Yep. It's weird. Second red flag is Che thinks that that is the perfect time to make a move on Miranda to start having sex with Miranda. They start kind of fondling each other. Che is fingering Miranda. And then Lyle gets in on the action. He is awoken to arousing noises and he joins in on the fun. Uh, Second red flag right there. Yes. I'm ready to hop Third in. Third thing. Okay, yes. Yeah, no, I want you to hop in here. Let's go. Okay. I, well, I, I've said the scene up. Okay. Well, okay, so there is, let's just start out that even before the threesome thing that happened, there is so much PDA when Lyle and Carrie are over visiting Che and Miranda. It Thank was, you for mentioning that. It was so rude and so inappropriate. You have friends over and you're literally like shoving your tongue down someone's throat i.e. Miranda and then they're like oh we're just gonna they're just like quote quote like you know bunny ears show me the bedroom and then they just leave these people who've never met each other just out in the main room to like hear everything that's going on in the bedroom like it was just like can you imagine having guests over and then you're like excuse me uh, Dakota and I need to you know Dakota's got to go finger bang me in the guest room. <laughs> what is that? It's so inappropriate. Yeah. These are adults. I know. Dakota's got to help me trim the wick of my new candle. We'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, it was. I I mean, I don't know what the writers were thinking. Again, and I was talking, I think I was talking to Heather about this. I think they're setting Che and Miranda up to be this very immature young passionate yeah, love they are like heather kept saying you're acting like teenagers yeah and i wonder if that's from the perspective of this is miranda's first queer relationship so maybe it does feel like a young love maybe it does feel that intensity like maybe excitement and new thrills. awakening yeah well they paint yeah. such a high contrast of that scene right it's this mm -hmm. new apartment new beginnings they're hooking up in the other room and then it shoots to miranda waking up on the couch of her family home and you know to the sound of pounding which we hear is steve boxing like with his like little boxing thingy and she's just clearly and it's so like the lighting looks a little bit more drab. Like everything is so depressing. Like they make such a contrast between this new between kind her... of flirty life and this family life. I don't know. It's not great. Like, it's, oh, I don't it's, know. it's not great. Feel bad for, for Steve. It's and not Brady. great for the nuclear family. Yeah. <laughs> the marketing for the old nuclear mom, dad, child, Brooklyn home family is not looking too good. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, I have some really the questions about like their housing situation as like you know housing is kind of complicated i don't know i wanted yeah. to get into the oh he's yeah. gonna get the brownstone yeah um so in this scene when, yes so they first start yes. out miranda and shay they're all over each other kind yes. of inappropriately in the beginning yes. and then they're all kind of hanging out talking yeah. again the evening ends. so we left off kind of just talking about yes. the beginning of this threesome in which Che thinks it's okay to make a move well, on Miranda while there's somebody else on like sleeping in a bed I immediately wrote down there was no consent like there was a very questionable consent like practices happening um I thought it was a bit alarming that you know, Lyle pops out of, no like, basically, Chase making a move on Miranda, and then Lyle makes a move, it starts kind of, like, fondling Che, and, um, you know, 
like and then when Miranda's Miranda alarmed up, yeah Miranda's alarmed and it's like and it was so kind of cute and she's like well you know am I just um off put because this is new and I'm not sure and I should explore it and then Che's response instead of like validating her feelings is like well you're kind of ruining the mood it's getting less hot the more you talk which I thought was so like this is like almost grooming to me like I thought it was like <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I mean like it sounds like they were grooming Miranda into this experience with Lyle I just thought it was so it was weird it was like yeah it was just kind of like go with it and you know what's interesting is I was talking to my therapist about like this Lyle about Lyle no because I'm on this new dating app well it's not new I think it's been around for like a year at least but it's called field Mm. f-e-e-l-d in case anyone's curious and it's like join now and get 20 percent off with the miranda's pod join now all you have to say is miranda's yeah i wish i mean what seriously um Um, it's a sex positive app like a friend described it as the classier tinder but there's a lot of like you know kink community on there a lot of sex positive community on there i may or may not have gone on two dates with people i met this week off of it people are very people are very open but as i was talking to my therapist about it she was saying like in this community you know the kink and sex positive community like boundaries communication and negotiation precede the sexual encounter so so consent and communication are at the forefront of every sexual interaction like it's which is you know my therapist was saying like that is nice in a way it's it's really nice because people are more verbal and vocal about sex and their pleasure um versus like other interactions where it might feel awkward so there's almost like this distillation of like you know I don't know it's it's like things are I I know absolutely I know exactly what you're saying and I I'm I'm really curious if this show has an intimacy coordinator or has some sort of coordinator who's trying to like portray maybe healthier and more realistic dynamics like I totally get like three drunk people in bed like that I get it like I'm sure not all threesomes are like well I are we into this right now I I get that I get that like things just happened and there was none of that I felt Miranda was badgered into the situation it was and then when she was like trying to participate and like it reminded me of that threesome that Samantha and Richard and the like hot young 20 something were in where the 20 something's like trying to get in it felt like Miranda was like trying to participate and then she gets a Charlie horse and so she has to kind of leave and then it's so funny because then Che leaves the bedroom Miranda's like again so disempowered and it's like no you should stay yeah you should stay and go fuck your ex-husband that's crazy crazy Insane. talk okay yeah. I was like Miranda like and again this whole thing I hope I pray that this show is leading up to Miranda finding her voice because she was not speaking up in therapy she's not speaking up to Che and then yeah. when Che comes out and is like Miranda like what happened and she's like I miss you and I'm like you just tried to force a threesome upon her yeah. with your ex-husband that's yeah. really manipulative yeah and also for all the shit that you gave Miranda for like not telling Steve last season that like Miranda was seeing Che like or, or feeling it's just crazy that they're Che's even married still to this guy and from back in episode two, when Miranda confronts it, like, I, and then she, I remember this scene, Miranda's like, I feel like I don't even know you. And Shay's like, join the club. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is not a response. Yeah. Where, yeah. where Shay's like, come on, relax. Like, who cares? I didn't have time to get separated. I was like, you didn't even have time to tell Miranda that you were like legally married to somebody, but like kind of yeah. like, really made sure that Miranda told Steve. Yeah. I really, again, like, where is this going? And I, where is this leading? And this is where I, like, again, like, the question arises, like, do the writers know that they're kind of making a despicable human on this series? We don't know. We, I, I've asked multiple people this, and um, I I have no idea what the writers, well, obviously I don't know, but I, I like. And why is Miranda a, painted as constantly the buzzkill for Che? That's what I don't like at all it's like she's she's always the one ruining the moment yeah Miranda's always disappointing Che or it's it's getting less hot the more that you talk the more you talk I was like are you fucking kidding me someone wants to be able to like stand up for themselves and vocalize maybe you know their anxieties in like you know an imminent sexual experience and it's less hot it's like (laughs) 
that's first off it's such bad like writing it is it really is and if, if this show is and this, this is also the thing if this show is trying to be so goddamn instructional exactly you want to talk about race you want to talk about environment but you then don't want to have a like a better like model for how people should like engage in like new intimate settings you don't want to like have a conversation about like consent and like how people should be able to like express what they're feeling and not have it be a buzzkill or a turnoff yeah or not hot or yeah, yeah not hot it's not hot to talk about this or yeah. to kind of worry about it just it, it's almost kind of like just go with it be cool yeah be, you be fucking cool, Miranda? cool i mean this is like my nightmare like <laughs> <laughs> like when you hear about like on like different like true crime podcasts it's like next thing i knew like someone was on top of me while i was sleeping that was essentially what happened like in this episode like mm-hmm. they're in bed and they're you know miranda and jay they're kind of hooking up and then he freaking pops out of nowhere and it's like I oh this is happening I wonder if Che have if they have a fetish about like hooking up in, in front of when people are sleeping because Maria Carrie was also sleeping when this happened with Miranda <laughs> and Che so this might be a fetish and it's like okay Freud uh, I, mean, <laughs> Freud, I don't know I mean this has happened before but yeah yeah I feel like that scene it really um it God, I don't know. I just want more for Miranda, man. Then, like, I just want, like, I want yeah. her to have a better situation. This sucks. Like, I feel like the with the writers at, at, and just like that, it's like they are so unaware. There's, like, no self-awareness. It's like we're going to have this, like, grooming kind of, like, creepy, like, questionable, consensual, se- you know, group sex scene. And then it's a hard pivot to Gloria Steinem. Like... What? Thank you. First what? off, how the hell did they get Gloria Steinem? And to catch people up for those not watching. Product placement. <laughs> right? <laughs> so Carrie, again, goes to eat. Um, Edith. Uh, Eden? Edith? Enid? Enid. 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 Enid Frick's um, house for this fundraiser for her um, Vivant magazine, the startup, right? Vivant Life. And Gloria Steinem shows up. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know how Gloria Steinem agreed to do this show. I, yeah. Who's, who's got the poll? Is it Cynthia Nixon with her like political leanings? Is it Sarah Jessica Parker with, because she's like such a New Yorker and she has a ton of like connections. Again, whatever, Gloria Steinem's in the show. Is she's it the a, paycheck? Yeah, I mean. I also <laughs> yeah. love how like, yeah, is the paycheck. <laughs> it, I also love how like, because Gloria Steinem was, was like heavily critiqued for being like a, like a white liberal mm, feminist and right. how you looked around the room and it was all just like white women in this yeah. like startup fundraiser with like one black woman in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just these like older white women. So I feel like that kind of aligned with like who was drawn yeah. to Gloria Steinem. Um, but yeah, it was a cut to Gloria Steinem and just, which I don't, they, I, did she even say much? I don't know. She, she looks great what, by the way. She does look great. Mm-hmm. Um, what did she say? She was trying to like, you could tell that she was trying to work with the material they gave her. Um, yeah. Well, I have to say in this scene, it is the ultimate carry tracker, I think. Ever. Oh God! Tell me why. What's the Carrie tracker? Well, we've so okay. So Carrie is on such a fucking high horse at all times about what kind of spawn con she does. So she won't do the vaginal suppository because it's too. Oh my God! Can you believe that? And I won't do this Vivant magazine because it's a bunch of old ladies. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm ten years younger than these people, and mm-hmm. and so um and like I'll only do this if. They plug my book, which I agree. Like, I think that, you know, if you're going to be doing... Like Siva says, yeah. it's transactional. It's transactional. Yeah. It's business. But um, I love how, you know, when Candace Bergen's character, Enid, is basically like, no, oh, I don't want you to write. Like, I want you, you know, due to tragic circumstances, i.e. big dying. Your pockets are deep. Your yeah. pockets are deep. And, like, I'd love you to contribute, like, 100000 which I thought, like, damn, like... That I, I feel like combos don't really happen that slick, but <laughs> maybe I'm not in that world, but like, wow, that was fast. And um, I love just how Carrie gets so righteous about how she spends her money in that moment. Like she's so judicious with her spending all of a sudden. 
like completely judged Char- Charlotte in season four when she literally went to Charlotte doing the exact same thing, which is I Asking. need you to lend me money to buy my apartment back from Aiden. And this is also cut to last episode where she goes in that crazy shopping spree. And like someone online like looked at the bags and was like, this bitch probably just spent like 10, 11 K just like off the back. Oh God, more than that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. She probably spent 40 to 50 K. Just like dropping it real quickly. But I will say this. I was laughing so hard during the dick pic scene. That was old (laughs) sex in the city. Okay. This was the best part of the episode. You've got Bitsy Von Muffin, whatever her name is, who throughout this episode, Carrie is getting these texts from this like older guy who's like wearing a proper sweater, sitting by the car, trying to like, you know, woo her to go on a date. Someone gave this guy Carrie's number. And we find out that it's this friend of hers um, or kind of acquaintance of hers. And at the fundraiser, Carrie, (laughs) Carrie, Carrie gets a text and opens it and it's a dick. I mean, it looks like an elephant trunk. It is under like LED, like influencer light ring. It It is is big. It's lit up. And it's lit up. It is there to be seen. And Carrie's like, does that kind of like that Carrie face? And she did that in one of the episodes where she's like, looks shocked. And then she turns, she turns to, to, is it Mitzi or Bitsy? Mitzi? Whatever. Whatever, that that lady. And then Mitzi's like, oh, yeah, and gives her this, like, thumbs up. I think it was the funniest scene of the episode. <laughs> it's very old Sex and the City. It's basically a picture of the guy that she's trying to set Carrie up with. And this ends up pulling into the plot. Not to, like, go too plot heavy, but yeah. um, the, the the dick pic ends up, like, not helping Carrie at all. Because it's Enid's I will say, boyfriend's I think that was a, pecker, as she said. Yes. It's like, yeah. yeah, again, it ends up coming down to, like, a guy like this would not pass the what is it Mechter, Bechtel, what's that called? What's that test? What test? Bechtel test? It's the test where women who are on screen have to be either you're talking to their woman or <gasps> oh, you have to yes. be talking to them about something other than a man. So this didn't oh, yes. pass that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. It, this also show never would. Um, but I thought that was the highlight of the episode was the dick pic scene between Carrie and the the Mitzi. Yeah. Yeah. Old Sex and City, really funny. I did crack up. Yeah. And so, yeah. You know, my sister, my sister made such a great point. I was talking to Catherine. Sarah Jessica Parker, I think was, or Catherine says, was so fed up with all the shit that Carrie got that she is trying to be the most neutral, inoffensive character. Oh, that's a really good one. Which is hard, though, because I still, I I, like that. We're. Like we're still getting some carry trackers. Yeah, I mean, this was crazy. She's like, I can't, like, 100K would be nothing for Carrie. She lives in her old apartment now. She sold that big fuck off, like, you know. What do we think her net worth is? It's 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 high. With 15 mil? Yeah, 10. I was going to say 15 to 20. I think she's in the, like, honestly, 5 to 20 range. And she has the range. fucking nerve to say that she's a feminist at this Gloria Steinem Vivant event. And that's what's so crazy to me is that, like, you know, like, I highly doubt that, first, I highly doubt that Carrie was a feminist because she says to Gloria Stein, I'm like, I've been following you, like, my whole life. But it's, like, 100K for this really actually amazing thing, which would be, you know, a, a blog for older women would be, like, a very feminist thing to do. I think it would be a really, and 100K for the startup would be nothing and it would be super supportive to like older women in media so I don't know I just thought it was like maybe we're maybe we're just pulling it apart but like I think I think we are I think we're I think we are and I but what 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 else can we do I mean our podcast this is we will we will break this down yeah Um, (laughs) but yeah I I mean Carrie is just a walking contradiction yeah and I feel like Carrie it would be that like old Carrie was probably the type of person who would critique feminism in the late nineties and early two thousands. Like I'm She'd not like, one ah, of those too, too much for me. You yeah, know? exactly. Oh, too, you know, whereas some um, Miranda would have been like, no, like, like kind of, yeah, you know, or maybe even Charlotte would be like a feminist, but okay. The, the Charlotte Harry retrograde ejaculation. Okay. Let's okay. talk about it. All right, so talking, I mean, on the the same vein of like feminism, we've got Charlotte, aka 
cum slut. Cum slut. I was about to say cum slut, which was in. You know what? That felt like old Sex and City. Them that talking did. about it. It them sitting around talking about retrograde ejaculation, cum slut, all this stuff, semen. I liked it. I this was the Sex City. <laughs> we we want it. We want it light. We don't. We're we're here for a good time. I thought that was kind of reminiscent of the old show. And you're like, as a yeah. cum slut, I. <laughs> it's nice to be seen. It's nice to be represented. But yeah, I, I had I had heard of this term retrograde ejaculation. Like, I think we hear more about premature ejaculation. It sounds like knows. astrology. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> it certainly does. It sounds like mer- Mercury retrograde. We've got retrograde ejaculation. Um Premature ejaculation, we know, happens when a man, I think, comes within, like, if you orgasm within, like, two minutes, I think. Yeah. But I think there's something a little bit more to that, too. Because isn't it, isn't it, like, not even a full orgasm or something? God, I don't know. Sometimes they just, like, come. Oh, anyway. They just come. Continue. <laughs> Regardless, this isn't the same thing. Yeah. But this is retrograde ejaculation occurs when semen basically enters the bladder instead of oh. emerging through the penis. See, that sounds orgasm. terrible. Is that okay? Absolutely. For you? Are, Harry, are you safe? What is going on? So do you pee it um, out later, later? Like, no, no, no. Well, maybe. I don't know. But you can still reach, again, like in the Harry in the episode, he reached a climax, but there just wasn't the, like, the physical result of it. Yes. Like the the semen. And um, kind of interesting that Harry comes on Charlotte's chest. Like, that's a treat. Like, she, Charlotte wanted that. Which, again, I love it. I love how they've always made Charlotte kind of sexually adventurous. Yes, yes. But, like, seen as, and we had talked about this the other day, Gilly, how, like, people who per, are perceived as maybe, like, coy or shy or whatever mm-hmm. like they can still be like sexual and freaky like freaky mm-hmm. and all that stuff so we can't Freaky-deaky. really like judge a book by its cover mm-hmm. and I, I think Charlotte's a perfect example of that and I also love how her and Harry have always had this like really wonderful sex life and they've always been seen as like this kind of really nice couple in that sense um I, I was surprised to see him bending over her coming on her chest that felt I don't know I, I, I guess are we I guess we're rooting for that um, are we I okay so I okay I appreciate I guess that <laughs> that there's we're watching like older people have sex which we talked about you know in the last mm-hmm. couple episodes that like yeah no like that does feel like maybe what the show should kind of be about um maybe I don't know um but I also think that it was a lot I think it was super graphic. I felt like um, it was kind of a move of in just like that, like trying to keep up with kind of other shows like, right now. <laughs> because like a lot of media, which we've talked about like like endlessly on the podcast, it's just how graphic material is now. And it's like pornography, um, you know, like – we could name any show like the idol we watched that that was insane um yeah what else yeah. what else has been on hbo like great game of thrones like all sorts of and true blood and then on netflix there's like a lot of shows that are like have graphic sex yeah scenes. and people want to be like on the forefront of like interesting portrayals of sex whether it's like comedic or dramatic or like exploitative like you know I I think people are just like want to show sex I thought like it was I I I don't know I just didn't feel super necessary I feel like when the movie there's something about Mary came out like that was so controversial because like (gasps) what didn't like someone come in the hand and then no he came rubbed his ear yeah the cum was on his ear she used it as hair gel the next scene is her with her hair sticking up because it's so like you know um, (laughs) (laughs) so then again I guess I but I think this would have been a plot point in well actually no this is let me try and work out this thought one second I'm gonna yeah time (coughs) in the old sex in the city the entire plot point would have been about the coming on the chest yes this isn't the plot point now it's about his pelvic floor therapy and like retrograde ejaculation which I liked I did like this whole pelvic floor because I think it's now like 
they've aged out of like needing like shock or even being like apologetic about that because mm-hmm. old like 30 year olds might talk about or well maybe 20 i don't know um again old sex in the city the plot point would have been the coming on the chest and now it's like well the health implications and of yeah. like a retrograde ej- ejaculation and pelvic floor therapy and, and like pelvic Harry floor for it. men too like for I thought men that was funny i know i thought that was really great um the scene with with him grabbing her and him gra- her grabbing him to feel their pelvic floors yeah it's a lot yeah that was a lot i also think that <laughs> i also think that like Again, like I haven't had children and I'm not like in my 50s and 60s. So I have no idea if my like at that age, if the pelvic floor is just super weak or what. But it seemed like a lot that Charlotte's doing three sets of 10, three times a day. Like I don't do any Kegel Well, we were told not to. We were told not to because it like we Your both, pelvic floor is too tight. It's way too tight and it, and it makes you, it can make you and constipated that's not a, like, incontinent. We're so- tight i mean literally like stress the fuck out like your pelvic floor is like constantly it's like it's like trying to flex your arm and then if your arm's always flexed you can't really relax like you can't you can't well it can make it hard to pass a bowel about sorry it can make it hard to pass a bowel movement too yeah if your body's always in a position of being tight like to when you need to contract the muscle it's so hard yeah the mechanics are like not like loose and flowing and yeah it's science i don't know but so (laughs) super interesting for them to talk about pelvic floor therapy um particularly for men i also thought the analogy of like the the elephant drinking the water yeah was really interesting yeah because like i think the one for women with kegels is like a blueberry right like kind of like god what is it do you know i don't know i feel like the analogy is like you're like sucking in a a blueberry up your vagina oh that's interesting Oh my god, I just did it right now. <laughs> You're like Samantha. <laughs> I'm doing mine right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love how like 20 years later the, they're still talking about Kegels. Yeah, um, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I I don't know. I guess Charlotte and Harry, good for you. The kids are gone at camp, which makes me think: Is are Lily and Brady not going to get together at this point? Well, that's what I was wondering. Because or I, but again, sex just like that lives in a time warped time. Like one episode might be five weeks later. They're back from camp. Yeah, and also like who knows what kind of Easter eggs they're trying to hold on to in the you know that poster or whatever to like sell you know save for another season. And and most people on Instagram, yep, they think they think Lily and Brady are getting together. Ooh, baby. Um, oh, and let me. Um, oh, wait, no. No more about the cum on the chest. It's like, what, what what more can we say about that? I I mean, I, should we poll people and ask if they want that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Guys, we're, we're going to get intimate. We're going to get real. We want to know. Okay, so any other plot points we want to discuss? <sighs> um, well, I know we like to track the, like, kind of unchecked wealth. Oh, yeah. And... Product placements as well. Product placements, unchecked wealth, and also just kind of like not realistic. The LTW Herb, Herb, like 20th anniversary party. Like there's no, first off, that party would be incredibly expensive. Oh, yeah. That's 15, 20K. Yeah. I'm thinking minimum. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. For a 31 person, whatever dinner. Seven course Um, meal. Yeah. The fact that you would be sending the email as like an Evite over like your Apple phone's mail system is so insane to me. It's like that insane. again didn't feel realistic. Um, and like I, I do yeah. like this couple though. Again, I think this is a separate show and I am hoping for a spinoff and to not not to be redundant, but I I don't know. I, I, I like LTW. She's probably one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I mean, I I do like seeing the fashion that comes out of it. But my, I actually have a note, which is every time, like, I can't imagine having to be Charlotte or LTW. Like, every time they get together, they're always so dressed up. You know what I mean? I was just like, I know. They had seen each other earlier in the day with some fantastic outfit. And then they saw each other at this anniversary thing with some fantastic. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's just so much. I know. Um, I mean, look at us right now. Whoa. I, you, maybe you need to step it up. Maybe, maybe we need to level you know, each other exactly. up, okay? Well, Glasses I, off. Exactly. Bun down. Bun down. Um, bang straightened. Um, I 
But I, on that note, I do have so many product placements that were in this episode. But some of them were kind of digs at the same time. So there was... Con- oh, we got the Ikea. Ikea. That was kind of a dig. Condé Nast, they kind of did a dig at. Because, like, mm-hmm. they fired Enid or something after 30 years. And then Enid mentions Goop. They mentioned the, That's right. the Mark, which is that bar. It's a real bar. Or, like, hotel bar or whatever. Um, I put espresso martinis on the list. <laughs> they're trying to make that the new Cosmo. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like they're trying to be trendy. Um, Amy Cheryl, the artist, and I wonder if they get paid or if just the exposure is their payment. Mm-hmm. Um, paperless Post, Gloria Steinem. I think that's it. But I just thought, whoa, 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 a lot of names, name dropping, brand mm-hmm. dropping. Yeah, I, I, I still think Ikea was just the absolute funniest one. <laughs> How much did Ikea pay for that? I don't know. I'm so curious, though, right? Because, like, remember... And you saw the what, blue bag? Yeah, and, like, they clearly didn't screw the feet in on the couch, and so that's why it was, like, it, like fell. But I don't understand, um, like... Didn't they not even consult Peloton? Wasn't there drama about that? And then Big dies on the Peloton and like the stock dipped, remember? I remember that. I don't know the full details. I know someone allegedly got fired or let go because of that. But we'll see what happens with Ikea. The, yeah. Swe- the Swedes might not be happy. We, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. But I also love how when they're all like A, hanging out in like the bedroom, when they're like eating snacks, it's like Che, Miranda, Lyle, and Carrie. They have the Ikea bag as some sort of like placemat over the bed. And I get it was just like this weird blue thing. <laughs> and like, they were like, like, who would take an Ikea bag and like just sit with it on a bed? It's <laughs> very, kind of one of those product placements and also like that this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, where where else are we? I, I think we got to talk about Steve. We do got to talk about Steve. I want to talk about Steve. S- yeah. So Steve last season looked like he was falling apart physically, mentally, emotionally. And I know the actor. Miranda. Miranda. <laughs> Miranda. Miranda, please. So Miranda? I know the actor struggles with hearing loss. So yeah. I know that's why his voice has um, that like effect to it mm-hmm. so it does make sense that they did the hearing aids again I, I get that I like how they're giving Steve I like that scene with him boxing yeah and with his shirt off Steve still got it he looks good yeah yeah he still got interesting it. interesting with the family dynamic scene where do you think this is going with Steve Brady and Miranda as of now to catch people up they're in family therapy Brady's like, you guys need to work on your dynamic. How, what's going on? Are you separate or not? Steve is like, I'll move to a place that's closer to the bar. Miranda's like, okay, thanks. Like, she's not. Brady's like, I don't want to go to college. Steve is Steve is like now looking like the good guy. And Miranda's kind of looking like the fuck up. I know, but I'm Where tra- do you think this is going? I feel bad for Miranda. She's like the fuck up in all her dynamics. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Um, but it is yeah, interesting what is happening? to see that when she is back with her nuclear family, she is a little bit more, she's like less soft. She's like hard, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then with, you know, it, it and it was funny to see that like as soon as Miranda got a text from Che, she was like, oh my God, you know, like, <laughs> and softened know, like, so it, quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I, I yeah. We are rooting for Miranda's awakening. We are not rooting for it with Che. Exactly. We are rooting for Steve and Miranda to like, it's not, I guess at this point, it's not rooting for them to get back together because like no. clearly it's okay for relationships to end. We hope that there's some dignity in it. Um, I hope that they figure out what to do with that brownstone because I'm sure that's worth so much goddamn money at this point. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm really, I, you're right. Miranda is now the fuck up in all aspects of her life. <laughs> I know. And is I, she working anymore? Is she retired? Like, is I she, don't, she bought out? I don't know. But I, I do think that in the, I was a little bit like confused by the group therapy session, but I, I do think it's good idea. We in, like that. We like theory. that family therapy. Um, and I think it's good that Brady is speaking up. He's like, okay, I'm like over my own breakup with Louisa, but like you guys What's need up to with you? figure your shit out. And I also think it's good that Brady is not going to start college in the fall. And I think that's where in Just Like That misses the mark. Like they, they're trying to paint it as like, oh my God, like 
Can you believe it? Well, the college. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know yet. Maybe, okay, maybe they are. True. Maybe they're gonna be like it. Let's see where this goes. This is a good plot point to be like, let's not push college on people who are not okay, ready to go. Okay, that's it's a true. Huge financial undertaking. Exactly. Let's hope that. I mean, maybe Lily is going to skip it too. Or no, maybe they'll go no the way. same year because he takes a year off. But I, yeah, I just think in general, like college is expensive. I think it's, oh, yeah. I think it's good that um, he wants to take time off to resolve, you know, family issues, interpersonal issues. And maybe we're team Brady. Yeah, I think that like more kids should not go straight into college. Like, I mean, we wouldn't have met if we took a break. And I'm glad that like, you know, we met. But I think (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time, like that year could really be used for, you know, people to get a job or take community college classes and like really figure out what people want to do and how they want to feel and how they want to be as an adult. I, I totally agree. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. That was yeah, just, that's just I, a I tangent. But Tan- yeah, you but, know what? Yeah. I also think more people should go into trades. Me too. I agree. I think we need more plumbers, electricians, yep. and people who make the world go round. I know. And less people with women's studies degrees. We've got enough yeah. on TikTok oh, and no, everyone fucking thinks. <laughs> don't jab yourself I, mean, okay. I could go all day jabbing myself like i mean i i think like lsa we went to a, we went to u of m and it was the literature science and arts like that's all great but guess what like i'm i i don't know i think there i think we need more people who really think seriously about what they want to do and yeah, don't waste time and money I and that's okay but anyway tangent, tangent maybe people agree with us maybe, maybe they don't but um uh okay so where where are we now with this what kind of fashion did you yeah, like yeah i think episode? we should talk fashion i'm ready to wrap it up i think that Let's wrap um, it up. yeah i think that i nothing really stood out to me fashion wise i you know oh i have two things for some reason ltw's like sparkly yeah, insane that was dress cool. at her 20th anniversary she's stunning it looked great i loved carrie's 70s that kind of specific fabric dress for gloria steinem i thought maybe like the 70s gloria steinem maybe that's why they had carrie wear that dress that kind of like that like peasant sleeve yeah. you know where it like puffs out and comes together and ties at the front um i thought that looked great again carrie's hair is oh, so that, good this that, season that Ugh. is my that was the second line i wrote the first line i wrote was i love bobby lee's cameo like just throughout the series and then sjp's hair is so amazing on so many levels the gradation yeah. of the blonde yeah. god the it's waves. good god the roots are she, perfect it looks natural I, I know i know and the thing is carrie or sarah Jessica parker whoever we want to call this has always had iconic hair her hair is iconic and this is because it's not really trendy hair it kind of feels a little timeless but it feels really on point That's and great. it just feels so good um i do wonder why jp doesn't wear her natural curls anymore though i don't know with age if the curl oh my like if the coil shape like changes my thing is i don't think that's her natural hair i think those are extensions the in 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 just like that yeah no yeah what i'm saying is like why doesn't i think having kinked because it would look like a wig it would look like a wig. I think her, I, my thing is ha- curls, it's going to look like a wig very quickly. A blonde curls. I don't think yeah. you're, I think to like her natural hair when she was on the show, that, that, that was just all her hair and her curls. Yeah. Maybe she's lost hair. Maybe it's thin. Maybe Got her curl it. pattern changes. Got it. Um, again, what do we think? Do we think that's her hair or not? I, did you watch the In Just Like That documentary, the one that came out? Last year or this year? I thought it came out this year. I keep getting this ad. The one that we watched last year together about like behind the. Fuck. Maybe there was a new one. No, I don't. Yeah. No, that's the old one. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I I haven't. You know what? I don't know if that's her hair or not. I think it's her hair with pieces put in. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's definitely some extensions in there. I actually just saw the new Jennifer Lawrence movie, No Hard Feelings. And those what were, did you think? Those were outrageous extensions. I thought they were really bad. So they do were you think, so long. Because she's now really, because her stylist, I think is this this chick, Jamie Mizrahi or whatever. She's like Adele's stylist, mm-hmm. Ashley Graham's. 
Jennifer Lawrence is very in the public eye with like fashion and her oh, looks yeah. right now. I mean, and her I hair think looks she great, looks but you amazing. think that's extensions? In the movie, those were definitely extensions. <sighs> they they were so long. It was like long mermaid hair. It was like whoa. It they, it just looked really fake. <sighs> Gilly, the movie I, was I, the movie was good. I laughed a lot. The theater was packed, and it was it's been out for like two weeks. I think um, good for them. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I would say it was good. I wouldn't put it in my top ten. Like comedy rom-com but it was enjoyable have did you see i don't want to i i didn't and i'm not going to but i if it comes on for free i will watch it yeah exactly exactly um i i don't know maybe this is a a selfish conversation but i I was really offended when my hairstylist said i should get extensions and it literally (laughs) i was like where is this going (laughs) no i i had like kind of like i started crying i think it's and i didn't insanely rude to be honest i didn't want to be that person and then i was then like crying and then another person came over then i'm like oh my god like i'm tearing up over hair and i'm like of course i would but one you don't need extensions and two no one needs extensions well, maybe there are some people who need them. I don't know. I don't want to speak for people who might have like alopecia or hair loss or whatever. But, but I, I get think- a lot of like hair envy. And I and so Sarah Jacob Parker is giving me major hair envy. I fucking love that. Oh, hair, no, I'm rooting for her. I'm like, you I'm know. God damn it. That hair. You yeah. know, also last fashion call out. I think Seema is very beautiful and very yes, lovely. And they don't overdo her. Like, yeah, I, don't, I, agree. I don't think they're not afraid to have her look her age. And I, yeah. I and again, we talk in this episode, we talk, they talked a lot about like age and age. I think they're doing a very good job of having women not like not to say you look good for your age, but just look beautiful and be that age and yes. be like treated as very yes. beautiful. Um yeah, so Guilford. How, how many bucket hats are we gonna rate this? So, according to Instagram, our new symbol is the rock bucket hat. Yes. Not the brand of the beach. So, I am giving this, again, um, a two and a half rock bucket hats. I'm going to give it a three. I was going to go three, and then I changed it because I thought maybe you were going to go that way. I was going to go three. Okay. I'm going to give it three because there was a lot to talk about. There was a lot of... um, sex scenes and I thought that was kind of cool I mean I definitely like had a stink face like on the entire time watching you know these sex scenes because it's just you know it's just different seeing old people (laughs) trying to come on each other's chests and what do pelvic floor exercises but I thought that there was like interesting moments and interesting you know discussion topics relating to age and sexuality and yeah, I thought I thought it was fruitful. Yeah, I would say highlight for me would be the dick pic scene. I really laughed and <laughs> I loved it. And the low scene was kind of the non-consensual threesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I so, love it. Um, yeah, okay, so we have, um, well, actually, next week is going to be a little different because Gilly is yes. not going to be here. So I'm traveling ne- to Ireland Gilly, and Scotland. she's traveling to the land of normal people exactly i'm gonna have my normal people moment fingers crossed we hope you find your connell yeah um and so i am going to have a special guest host do the pod with me and you'll have to tune in next week to find out who it is yes you will yeah um (laughs) all right well bye our little i was gonna say cum sluts but i'm not sure if i should say Oh my god, my poor mom. She has listened to it. Oh but- my god. Bye, right. little Vivants. Bye.